extra without Kilby or anybody else, because we're awesome like that, except for Diecast. <laughs> um, so through various circumstances, Matt, what was our circumstance for not recording, you know, any, like, on-site reactions to the Hasbro reveals on Saturday at BotCon? Well, we had made a promise to uh, our official RFC historian, Paul Agnew, to take him out for Chicago-style pizza while he was here, so we had to do that, so it's totally his fault that this is posting so late. Paul, why did you do this to us? Why do you hate the fans, Paul? And he made us eat two dinners. I mean, some people wouldn't complain about that. To be fair, though, when Paul was at the restaurant, he basically ate two dinners also. That's true. So, I mean, he was, he was keeping up with the rest of us, because Paul's awesome like that. Paul, we love you. We're just giving you a hard time. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so let's, let's, you know, run through the panel stuff. First of all, hey, they let people take photos, and they didn't bother to tell anybody, hey, it's okay if you take photos. Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of weird. It was. That's. It's definitely um, not. It's contrary to the general form that the Hasbro panel has taken in previous years, where it's really understood you don't take pictures during the panel. They usually give you a heads up to that effect too, but they didn't this year. But everybody, everybody familiar, just kind of assumed until people started snapping a picture here and there, and nobody said anything, and then. All holds, you know, yeah, off. So we really didn't know what was going on. Like, you started Diecast uh, posting some pictures to Twitter, right? And yeah. Brian pulled them off because he, we were all under the impression that it wasn't supposed to happen. So. I kind of, I, I mean, from doing Toy Fair and stuff, I kind of always remember them telling us right in the beginning. And that's why I didn't even think. And I just started taking photos and posting them. Mm hmm. And then when Brian mentioned something, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to do that. And I was, like, nervous and worried. And I'm like, oh, I didn't want to, you know, yeah. do something I'm not supposed to do. And um, so everyone was, you know, I was not taking – or I was taking photos. That way I could post them later if we were allowed to. But because I only had my cell phone, because of being on an airplane – I didn't have my camera, which I normally have, and I normally tweet on my phone and take the photos with my camera, so I didn't actually end up tweeting too much, so I apologize about that. But <laughs> Sorry, uh, Twitter followers. The, ultimately, the we want, ultimately, we wanted to err on the side of caution because, you know, good relations with the Hasbro people, the PR agencies, and FunPub are important, you know as an ongoing thing we didn't want to take the chance that you know these people were doing wrong but nobody was speaking up about it at the time um you know john deluna took it upon himself he tweeted as much as he could out uh you know got he got a lot of that out that went up on t formers pretty quick to uh to go along with the uh live text reporting i was doing at the time so it, it was a weird situation, and, you know, like, for the first time basically ever, everybody online got to see what we were seeing basically as we saw it. Um, now, my theory as to why that is, last year at BotCon 2014, there were a couple of leaks of the end of the panel out to Twitter when that year they did specifically say, don't take pictures like the normal practice. And I think as a result of that, they may have decided this year, okay, we're not going to take the chance. We're not going to put anything in here that's not already ready to be seen by everybody. Because the press kit stuff that came out had everything that was in the panel. There wasn't anything held back from that like right. there usually is. So I think with that in mind, they didn't say anything because there was no reason to bar people from posting pictures at any point in the panel. Which is a good point. And it's very interesting that we didn't get any hints. I mean, all the stuff we saw, we've had leaks of before, Ex with well, the except exception a of a couple things. Mm -hmm. um, but Has Hasbro or Hunter PR, it seemed like still did give us a way to get a glimpse at something coming the down the pipeline. Yeah, the Hasbro team's clever about letting us see what they want us to see without actually showing it to us. And admitting to nothing when asked. Yes. Legal obligations, my man. Absolutely. <laughs> and they are good at it. Okay, so <laughs> let's just, let's run through the panel. Um, you know, they talked about Devastation for a little bit. They showed us the trailer. It was the first time I got to see it. Really cool looking. I'm excited to get hands-on play the game later this year. Um, 
And, you know, that was kind of the kickoff to going into Combiner Wars stuff because, from their point of view, this is also part of telling the story of Combiner Wars because Devastator is a big factor in it. Um, so, you know, they went over the Devastator, SDCC Devastator, the Combiner Hunters gift set, the same stuff we've seen already. And, you know, they talked a little bit about the development process of it, too. Um, they even showed, um, like, the behind-the-scenes of the stock photos where Devastator is towering over the backdrop, which I actually thought was kind of entertaining. Oh, that is the best part of... <laughs> oh. And that's the thing, too. Like, you know, for all of... Well, Diecast saw it in uh, New York at Toy Fair, but for me and Matt, it was the first time to see in person Devastator in the display case, and it's, it blows you away how big that is. It, is. it is absolutely massive. I mean, I was... I knew it was going to be big, but... Holy crap. <laughs> Long haul is practically... I mean, he's technically a Voyager, but he's practically leader class He's got the volume of a leader class, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, then we got... Then we started getting the new stuff. So, um, through inventory leaks, we, we had an idea of some of what was coming up, uh, like Diecast was referring to. So we saw the Combaticons. And, you know... I could have swore Swindle was a new mold at first. Matt caught it before I did that there is a little bit of off-road visible in there. But And, yeah, Swindle is a heavy retool of off-road. Rook. Or, Rook. Rook. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so really heavy retool. You can barely see any of Rook in that toy, and I'm really impressed by that. If, if yeah. it had not been for the uh, the chest wheels, I would have missed it. Yeah, it was a it was a very prominent feature on Rook. I, my eyes went directly to it. it. That's the only reason. I, that's the only way I could tell that this is a retool at all. I yeah. agree. That's what tipped me off too. And the other thing that obscures it too is the vehicle mode's completely different. Yeah, yeah. Because Rook is you know the solid top armored personnel, personnel carrier. carrier. Yeah. And Swindle's like an open top sandrail halo kind of like a warthog mm-hmm. kind of thing. And that's it's a really distinct change, and it makes. I think it might be one of the most retooled toys we've gotten. Because it's really hard to see more than just the chest that's the same between them. Yeah, it's very, yeah. And then the other thing we saw was the, uh, which is the going to be the most current wave coming out, but we haven't seen pictures of it, was the uh, Optimus Mag- Maximus. Yeah, we did finally see, we did finally officially see that uh, revealed by Hasbro US, which, you know, they haven't actually acknowledged up to this point. We have not seen the deluxe cars from that assortment. So, um, you know, it, it, it's Sunstreaker, Prowl, uh, Mirage, and Ironhide, as we knew from the comics especially. And they look okay-ish. Yeah, I mean, they... Well, three of them have good head sculpts. Yeah. What happened to Ironhide? I don't know. The, the... Ironhide... Okay, remember Granny from Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah. Put a helmet on her, and that's basically what Ironhide looks like. Like... I need to get two of Ironhide in a rocking chair so that Ironhide can sit in the back of himself in a rocking chair as they drive along. Is it possible that uh, Ironhide's going for some IDW head sculpt? He doesn't look like that in IDW. No. In IDW, he has a chin and cheeks and the bridge of a nose. So, yeah. And a face. Does look a little. His face sculpt does look a little off, but. It is, and apparently Hasbro just can't do Ironhide. Ever. The Mirage and the Sunstreaker heads look look fine. I mean, mm-hmm. they look like Mirage and Sunstreaker. But... And Prowl, Prowl's head actually Prowl's looks... Prowl's good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Prowl's like a, looks, looks really good. It yeah. looks like a miniature of the Masterpiece. Mm-hmm. You know, it does, like in that way, it doesn't really resemble IDW as such, because yeah. there's a certain expression associated with that. Um, this is a very neutral Prowl face. Um, and but then also the head good. of Optimus... Prime, they're calling that Optimus Prime. Um, Battlecore Optimus, yeah, Battle I believe. Optimus. Okay. That has the head that's uh, styled after Star Convoy. Convoy. Yeah. Yeah, that, I thought that was interesting too. I kind of like. White Optimus with Star Convoy's head. It's, it's, a, it's an odd combination. It's an odd combination. Um, and it seemed like part of the. Like, I'm not sure which direction it was going, but they said, like, you know, having the Legends Rodimus to go in the chest was kind of a callback to A, a callback to Star Convoy, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that idea inspired the head tooling they did, or if that inspired, you know, making Rodimus the car that fits in the chest as opposed to some other small Autobot car uh, character. Regardless of the reasoning behind it, the head sculpt looks good. 
It it does. There, it's a little odd looking too, but um, some of the angle, like in the close up photos I've taken, um, the day we're recording this, we're recording this uh, late Sunday, uh, uh, and yeah, botcon's over. Yeah, everybody's gone home. Like I said, we didn't get a chance to do anything on Saturday except you know botcon and eating dinner multiple times. Thanks, yeah. Paul. Um, no, but like uh, taking the last round of pictures today and getting a really close look at Battlecore Optimus's face, like there's some weird angles to it, but it also makes it look more distinct from just another Optimus Prime, and I appreciate that. It's going to make it easy to turn that into like a Nova or even like a Thunderclash maybe with a faceplate. Hmm. Thunderclash shouldn't have a faceplate. Thunderclash should not have a faceplate, but I like the idea of turning this into Thunderclash, and I'll tell you why. We have uh, Cyclonus, who turns into Galvatronus, who does it through mind control. But as everyone who reads the IDW comics knows, that Th Thunderclash is the greatest guy ever. And he would be like the opposite side of the coin because everybody would just be like clamoring to join with Thunderclash. <laughs> so we need a toy of that. I like this as a story concept. I mean, I can't not like this as a story concept. Yeah. It's perfect. If Combiner Wars has to have echoes in more than meets the eye, that's how it needs to happen. Everybody wants to combine with Thunderclash. Yes. <laughs> there is no actual combination in the story, but everybody wants to. Yes. They use the Enigma combination to save Thunderclash's life, and everybody wants to sign up to be his team. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> okay, so um, jumping back to the Combaticons, Brawl is the only new mold in the team but looks really good. Brawl looks amazing. Like, Absolutely. I, that's the one I thought for sure would, would be a remold of something else. I, I thought, you know, Rook would somehow be remolded into Brawl. I'm glad I was wrong. Uh, Brawl looks fantastic. Yeah. Brawl looks perfect, honestly. And it, it's very easy to see between the two that, like, everything got soaked into those two toys to really drive them home. Unfortunately, that means that some others got left out. So, um... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Vortex, as everybody predicted the moment we saw Alpha Bravo for the first time, is Alpha Bravo, just, like, straight up. I don't even think the head sculpt is... The head sculpt is not different. It's Alpha Bravo's head. Uh, they they even stated that they designed it to look very Vortex, so they could Which just reuse it. Which we all it. realized a year ago. Yeah, um... We had seen previously in some of the designer designer's desk, uh stuff on the internet, like some line art for uh, possible retooling for new arms, just to give uh, Vortex a little bit of a different look, and it looks like we're not getting that. It, it's looking like the retooling costs of Swindle and the new tooling costs of Brawl kind of uh, cost cost that out of the production. So Very possible. Yeah, very likely. Um, yeah, for all the new stuff that's on Swindle, I just, I can't imagine... It didn't pull away from the other two because then there's Blastoff, who is just slingshot in brown. Yeah, which yes. makes Vortex look great. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I I am okay with the thought of Blastoff being a plane. It makes more sense to me personally than being a space shuttle on a military team. Which, I mean, it's okay. I don't have to have a traditional space shuttle Blastoff. I want some kind of space-ish vehicle, like even just a single stage to orbit space plane concept. We've had those in Transformers before. It's not like all that out there, but if even if it has to be the Firefly body again, and it's not a bad aerial bot body, it needs a, it needs a different head because it just has Slingshot's head, and that doesn't look anything like Blastoff. I would have preferred a different aerial bot be used because I already have two of the Firefly mold. I have Firefly and. Quick slinger, mm -hmm. slingshot, whatever. Uh, I would have liked to see the afterburner or skydive, air no. raid, air raid. Thank you. The air raid <laughs> mold be reused, but that's just me. Yeah, I, like the, in the in the in the panel, they specifically called out that they chose the VTOL for blast off, and that's probably because they can imagine the action of a VTOL engine. You know, it's like blasting the aircraft off so it can start flying. I think that's the connection they're trying to make for themselves and get us to latch on to so the name still makes sense. It, 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 it's reaching. It's reaching. It I'm is. I'm sure Takara is going to do a proper shuttle, just like they did a proper groove, and hopefully 
if uh, Breakneck and Quickslinger were any indication of things to come, we'll get Blastoff and uh, and Groove at the same time in in the U.S. Maybe through the same channels, which seemed to work very well and seemed to sell out quickly. Uh, even if they were restocked, it seems like they still, you know, continued to sell. So there is there is a demand for these figures to make them a little bit more G1 accurate. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any question Takara will do a more traditional blast-off for their version of Bruticus when they get around to it. Uh, that seems like a completely foregone conclusion. Whether we see that and Groove released here in some capacity, you know, that's going to be up in the air for quite a while, I think. I don't think we're going to find out about that until... Like with uh, Quicksilver and Breakneck, until it's very close to actually happening. Um, no, but you know, if that's something that concerns you that there is going to be an accurate blast off, you might want to hold off and just wait and see what Takara announces they're going to do with it. But I will tell you, you concerns about mold uses aside, Bruticus does look amazing. It does look good when combined. It does look good, and I think that comes down to what Onslaught brings to it. And Onslaught's a really, really interesting case. Very much an extensive retool, like far more extensive than we thought was going to happen of Hotspot. And it's not just an extensive retool either. They took the vehicle mode for Hotspot and turned it backwards to be the vehicle mode for Onslaught. So now, like, uh, what were Hotspot's arm? What are the arms for the mold? Have the cab section for the truck instead of the other way? Instead of the cab being on the feet, it's really interesting that they actually chose to do it like that. I've been wanting for a long time to have uh, functionally a transformation change using the same parts and same engineering, just have a different official transformation as part of the retooling process, and they've actually done that with this. It, it's really, really something that's catching my interest. And I, I like how they incorporated the, the classic Bruticus chest wing into the, uh, the cannon assembly mm-hmm. and onslaught to... Make it a not a separate piece, but a integrated piece. I yeah. really like how they pulled that off. And yeah. we're getting two colors of that chest piece. Yeah, they're doing a running change between toy and cartoon colors in Onslaught. So if you have a preference for one over the other, you'll be covered either way. I believe the green's going to be the original. Uh, the green would be the toy. The the yeah the greenish. Because like the cartoon had a really like deep brown mm-hmm. for the chest plate. The so. toy had a the toy had a gray one. Gray, yeah, yeah. brown and gray, yeah, yeah. So, you know, whichever way you want to lean on that, you're going to be covered. And I think what they mean by running change is a revision halfway through the wave. So we'll probably get one color first, and then the other colors start popping up. Right. So, so people who like variants, there you go. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> well, just be happy it's the first wave of 2016 because the first wave of the year is usually really plentiful. Uh, even when it's a continuation of an ongoing line, it's yeah. usually not a big problem to find those. So guys, there actually was a complete surprise in these reveals. Yes. Yes, and when it was announced, I mean, the room exploded people Uh, were on their feet people were clapping people had goosebumps it was it was awesome to to be a part of that and this was one of my questions that i remember asking since we were doing combiner wars could we possibly get this figure it wasn't how i imagined it right but i really like it yeah we we talked about it before we were looking at different ways to expand on the combiner wars yeah Uh, Play pattern, but yeah, we got something we were not expecting at all. Something we never would have expected as part of the line in this way, no. We got Skylinks. Skylinks! At the Voyager, a combiner torso. And he looks good. Really good. Really good. Really good. I've talked in the past about how some of the Combiner Wars figures really break out of the play pattern. Like, unto themselves, they are good, solid, complete figures. Skylinks looks, for all purposes, to be one of those figures, and it just happens to make a functional combiner torso. That's yes. really amazing to me. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone who wants to have a Skylinks update for the first time ever, 
uh, we actually were talking to some of the Hasbro design guys off the, you know, off the record, basically. Um, and, you know, that was one of their observations with this, too, that Skylinks, aside from a name drop in uh, Prime Beast, Beast Hunters, Hunters, yeah, Beast Hunters, had never been updated in any way. And now we have, like, this perfect perfect updating that fits into the current play pattern. No, when the slide came up at the panel, I thought that was a leader toy. I thought the yep. thing we predicted... We all did, yeah. I thought the thing we predicted weeks or months ago, they actually were doing that. I thought we were geniuses. I mean, we are geniuses, obviously, but... Yeah, there's no question in that. <laughs> but yeah, to, you know, and they say this has... Four modes. It has the Skylinks mode. It has the uh, the shuttle, the, the shuttle, the and combiner torso. mode. And they say that you can kind of fudge it into a Puma mode also. But yes. Although the the components, uh, like you know how Skylinks originally separated into multiple pieces, this doesn't do that. But there's a way to uh, rework the toy so it has something like the original Puma mode. And what I'm thinking is you almost have to turn it upside down and rotate the, the, the legs around, and that way the shuttle's on the bottom of it. Probably. That's the only way I can imagine it, but it's I'm really not going to be able to tell if we get our hands on it. Exactly. That's going to be a fun review to kind of I try so. and find that I think so. And, and all, all we've seen so far is a hand-painted model that you can't really play with because right. it just would have torn the paint off. So... <laughs> We're, we're working on speculation at this point, but the Hasbro gentleman uh, did say that there is a, an unofficial fourth mode, which, which can get you the link, so. Yeah. Um, the combiner head, the combiner is called Sky Rain, which is a really great name. It really, it really is. It's so suitable to the character, too. Yes. Um, so the combiner head for that is just the the cat, the big cat head, the lynx head. Yeah. Uh, so like that, that's kind of entertaining in itself. It and makes... it looks badass. <laughs> it it definitely makes it stand out from the other combiners. There's not oh, a, yeah. there is not another combiner that does this this way. Yep. Now I wouldn't mind seeing like you know dinosaur head on top of a combiner either, but well, yeah. Of course his. His team is a repaint wave of Autobot cars. Yeah. So um, now we we heard about some of these through the inventory leaks. Like we hear about a lot of stuff. Uh, Wheeljack was one, and I called this one. It's a retool of Breakdown with with um, some new body shell parts. Yes. Um, which I mean, it works. And I'm one of the few people I think that don't really have a problem with the breakdown mold. So this is fine for me. It it, yeah. it looks like it's going to make a good Sunstreaker. It looks like it's going to make an even better Wheeljack. Actually, it would it would make a better Sunstreaker if it had a different kind of yellow plastic. Well, we're talking about yellow plastic here, so <laughs> there's I mean... good yellow plastics, just not this one. Anyway, um, so otherwise, filling out the team is um... Smokescreen, a repaint, straight up repaint, pretty oh, much crap. of yeah. So in the panel, they said that everybody in this wave had new heads except Smokescreen because he didn't really need one. Yeah, mm. but Smokescreen's one of those characters that, because of the paint scheme, it always looks really nice. Yeah. So I'll take well, a Smokescreen as a repaint of Prowl any day. Even with his painted over code lights on his vehicle mode, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the way the toys transform, you can only do what you can do. Yeah. Um, there's Hound, which is a recolor and head swap of, uh, Swindle, which, you know, it's good to see that getting a little bit more diversity too. I think it, I honestly think it works a little better with Hound than it does Swindle. Blasphemy. Swindle is perfect. <laughs> they both look good. In <laughs> terms of how the vehicle mode plays out, I think Hound takes a little bit more because, like... Swindle has never really been tied to a vehicle mode function. Hound has always been kind of portrayed as the off-road type, and this is that kind of vehicle. Swindle could basically be anything. Anything that can get him away from people fast enough. Because, you know... When, Whoever when, he's ripped off. Yeah, when he yeah. cheats someone, he needs to get away quickly before mm -hmm. they find out. Well, he should be a sports car, then. He really should. <laughs> but he's a combaticon. Or a helicopter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or a space shuttle. <laughs> I mean, you can't get farther away than space. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Actually, you can. Space is only like 20 miles away. Uh, <laughs> um, and then we've got Trailbreaker or Trail Cutter. Which one were they calling this? Uh, okay, so the press kit file names say Trailbreaker. Okay. Now that doesn't got that, back. that doesn't necessarily prove anything, but that's what it says right now. We'll see how that we'll see how that shakes out as we get farther along in things. 
Trailbreaker is a disappointment. It's a surprise to me because we just got a Trailbreaker recently in Generations. That was a couple... Well, okay, so by the time this comes out, which will be like... It'll have been two years. It'll be, you know, spring-ish 2016. It'll actually have been three years since mm. IDW Trailbreaker came out. So, you know, the, the turnover cycle is enough that it's not really a problem. But it's disappointing because it's just off-road again with a different arm. Like yeah, arm. there was some minor retooling to uh, the right arm and a little bit of the leg to house that in vehicle mode I saw in the pictures. Yeah. And a new head. You can sense our excitement. <laughs> I mean, I don't have the problem with the off-road mold that you have, but yeah, it's it's not an exciting figure. Well, and also, if you count first aid, this is going to be the fourth time we've seen this design crop up and like i admire what they do in designing these combiner wars toys where they can be able to change parts and refresh the toy and get it out there a few times to expand the line more and get us more of these toys that we like so much i don't like this toy i don't want to unless it's something really exceptional i don't really want to see it four times three can almost be pushing it uh, you know, like Battlecore Optimus, if they use that mold one more time, I'm just, I, <laughs> I'm not going to even go near it. Well, that'll, let's see, we've had Optimus and Motormaster and Grand Scourge, and yeah, this will be number four. Well, Grand Scourge is a Japanese exclusive, so it, it's a mold it, use. It only partly counts, though. I mean, you have to kind of go out of your way to get that. This will be everywhere, theoretically, for months <laughs> and months and months. Um, okay, so what else do we have? Uh, legends. Yeah. They did show uh, us some Legends. Uh, the Chop Shop recolor of Scrapnel, Shrapnel, whatever you want to call him. His name is Shrapnel. But uh, looks really, really good. I like it. Mm-hmm. it. It's a nice deco. They uh, did a good new head sculpt on that. Um, kind of hard to see in some of the stuff. Uh, I was able to get a pretty decent look at it through the photos. Um, it, it's... Nicely resculpted, and the deco, the deco works. I I will probably buy this. Oh, I definitely will. Um, like I don't think I would like, like buy multiples of it or anything. You know, for more Insecticons, but no. Thing is, I, I wish it was kickback. Like not not as a recolor. I just wish this Insecticon was a kickback figure. Yeah. Yep. Because between this and the stuff we've had leaked uh, inventory-wise, there's no sign of a kickback in at least the first half of next year. And that's kind of sad. Like, I want to complete my Insecticons. Yeah, well, and especially because, like, another reveal they did kind of went along with that theme. Yep. Um, uh, so, they showed us Leader Starscream, and then they showed Leader Skywarp to complete that trio. And they completed the trio of the Legend Seekers with Skywarp, which will be in Wave 4. And, like, Mark Webber was on the panel. Even though he'd moved on to G.I. Joe, he had enough involvement with this stuff to be able to talk about it at the panel. And he's a fan of Skywarp, so he's basically saying, you know, anytime you see Skywarp turn up, that's probably me involved in it. So it seems like, at least for right now... The motive to complete teams is more like his motive to complete the Seekers with the character he likes the most. Because for some reason, the character he likes the most is always the last one to get a toy. <laughs> not sure what that's about. Yeah. Hey, at least it's not Acid Storm. True. Um, and then we got Groove. Or, er, uh, Groove. Uh, we've had Groove. We got Rekar, which is a retool or re color and retool of Groove. Of Groove. Yeah, it has a it has a nice little junky on head, and it's very orange, which I approve of. But that's hand painted. I'm sure it'll be you know more muted when whenever we get actual production. Not necessarily. It could be like you know flat out fakey orange. Ah, yeah. That we need more of that Jihaxis safety orange. Mm-hmm. Like to, Okay, so um, when this turned up in the display case, people were crowding around. I heard some people talking about how, yeah, this is a good junkie on. It's not Rekgar, but it's a good junkie on. And I kind of agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it'll be, it's a nice thing to add if you have a bunch of, like, the Generations junkie on variants. <laughs> yeah, me too. That, that, that's me. Me I... too. Um, you know, for that, that's a good thing to have available. Um, 
you know, I'll buy it because it's orange. The groove mold is not bad. I picked one up loose uh, outside of BotCon this weekend, and I like it well enough. Um, <laughs> then we get into the interesting one. Yes. Buzzsaw. Yes. Diecast, you have not had a lot to say. Why don't you uh, Why don't you share your thoughts on this with us? Uh, Buzzsaw looks awesome. I mean, he his uh, his one uh, you know robot mode, I guess you could say, or his condor mode. Condor mode uh, looks really good, but then he turns into he's a triple changer. So he turns In into effect, yes. like. A tank, kind of? Some some form of treaded vehicle, yes. Yeah. And then he also turns into what they're calling a, a data? A data tablet or a data... What some it? form of iPad, basically. He's a fablet. He, he's pretty big. Yeah, he's pretty... <laughs> he's fat. <laughs> um, and, of course, it's Buzzsaw, so it's yellow. And, of course... That's an obvious one that they can reuse since they like to reuse molds. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely get a laser beak down the line. I hope we get a Sundor out of it. That would be really, really nice. It'd be really, really orange. Yeah. (laughs) And then this kind of leads us into the interesting thing that they left us to find on our own that they have no knowledge about and cannot... Well, we'll get to that in just a second, but there is there is another legend mold. Oh, I skipped one. I I specifically didn't talk about that because it's just pipes and it's a blue huffer. Oh, no, there's another one. Shockwave. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, well yeah. we can talk about that one because that's <laughs> exciting. But let's get boring boring pipes out of the way first. It, uh, it's it, a blue it, huffer, which okay. was okay. an orange optimus. It's okay. Maybe one day we'll get an overlord that can just step on Legend's pipes until his spark falls out and he dies. That would be fine with me. <laughs> okay, then read more than meets the eye. You'll love it. <laughs> okay, now continue. Well, oh, Shockwave. Shockwave. Shockwave first. Yeah. Which yeah. is... Uh, it actually had a really nice translucent purple plastic. Yeah, that didn't really that didn't really show itself in the slides. Right. But once we got down and got a look at it in the dealer room at the Hasbro booth, um, and we started taking pictures of it especially... Like under the under the case lights, you can't exactly tell that's translucent unless you really look at the arms and legs. But yeah, about half of them is translucent purple, which is interesting to me. Like if Bruticus had a light up function, or if, you know anything, if there was a light up function that it could plug into and make those parts glow, that'd be really cool. As it is, I don't think it's gonna like you know catch light in a way that's gonna make it look like it's glowing. Um, you know, I kind of see what they're going for. I don't think it's going to work out quite how they have in mind. But, yeah, Shockwave's meant to go with Bruticus. Um, the the basic alternate mode kind of takes after Fall of Cybertron, where it looks like it's supposed to be a, like a self-supported flying weapon platform, but also is able to be held by Bruticus. They actually have Bruticus in the display case uh, holding Shockwave as a gun, just using the base alternate mode. But they also said in the panel that it's supposed to be able to turn into like a jetpack thing for Bruticus. And that's how, that's the that's how the direct interaction is supposed to work, unless I completely misunderstood. Well, what they that, that's what I it think, sounded like to me. Yeah, I think their idea of jetpack is you're going to take the gun and plug it onto his back, facing down, and that's your jetpack. I think I think um, there's going to be like little bits that flip out to be little like winglets because if you look at the vehicle mode one, there's little spaces on the sides that look like. They were waiting to accept something like that. I'm not too excited about that. I mean, no, I think it looks think good as a gun. So. I think you're basically right, though. Just the gun barrel is going to be the pointed down, the yes. nozzle, and yeah, the propulsion system. It's yes. just going to be a brute force system for Bruticus. So yeah, that works. Yeah. <laughs> also, someone at some point, pretty recently, predicted that when Hotspot became Bruticus, the rifles were just going to be stuck in the uh, cannon position. Yeah, and that's exactly that's, how they have it. That's set exactly up. how it works. Yes. It, it it's fine. It, it looks, looks good. Right. Yeah. Yes. Good job, Hasbro. <laughs> Clever. Clever Hasbro. All right, diecast. Go for it. So the thing that they can't talk about and that they have no knowledge of <laughs> was there was a nice little standee 
kind of like oh, thick. it's not. It's not just that. There was a whole banner across the back of their area. Yeah, their had, entire back wall of, well, the, of the Hasbro some, area. Well, it had okay, Bruticus okay. on it. So, so, so someone at some point came through when no one was looking and graffitied all this strange line art on their backdrop and their standees, depicting something that they're calling Titan Wars. But, of course, the Hasbro people have no idea about this because, of course, someone came through and just drew all that on in the middle of the night or something. We don't know. Vandals. Terrible. I know. I know. It was really nice line art, too. So uh, Very precise, yes. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things had treads on it that looked a lot like an IDW character that's pretty popular. Um, yeah. it, it looked like it might have, might have uh, you know... Interacted with a, a smaller yellow condor figure of some form. No, that's a different one. Oh, oh yeah. the, the treads one could possibly make a fort, and it would be oh, oh it would a fort be, for uh, like maximum defensive capabilities. Yes, yes, ah, a maximum yes. capable fort. Yes. So I'm not sure I want to talk to either of you anymore. No, there's a line art that looks like Fortress Maximus that also looks like it could very well be a retool of Metroplex based on some of the details that are present. Yeah, uh, the shoulder, upon, the arms upon, are very Upon similar. scrutination, or... Uh, scrutination, let's go with it. It's like rumination. Upon scrutination! Upon scrutinizing the photos... <laughs> jackass. Uh, the, uh, Scrutination awakens! <laughs> Why do I hang out with you people? God! <laughs> well, he's but, your ride home. Well, no, my car's at his house. So, Frontier is my <laughs> ride home. <laughs> but, uh, looking at the elbow area, there's some definite uh, design cues from the Metroplex yeah. Titan. So, And I don't think it's going to be a case of just like reused engineering like has been the case with other things that superficially look similar, it probably will just be, finally, we're going to get some kind of reuse out of the Metroplex investment beyond Metroplex. And, you know, a few years late is probably better than not at all, although it's still no Metro Titan. Maybe for that price point, they, they didn't want to, you know, they decided to shelf it for a little bit. Okay, so I think this is when we were talking to Justin Acklin. Um and he was, uh, we were talking about Devastator and stuff, mm. and how the first time out the retailers weren't too comfortable, but now that the Titan thing has proven itself, they're a little bit more on board with it. No, that was Mark Weber. That was Mark Weber. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. we've talked we've talked to so many of the Hasbro people. Hasbro and Hunter PR's people are so cool to talk to at the conventions because they will just stand there and chit chat with you. Yes. For as long as you like, basically. Yeah, like, we went up and talked to them a couple of different times just because they're awesome to talk to. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. All right, so Mark Weber was telling us that, and, you know, this seems to kind of go along with that idea. You know, now that the Titan price point is a thing that has proven itself a little bit more, there's actually opportunities to go back and start reusing this stuff. And ultimately, I see this as being... Um, support for getting like the G2 Devastator we want at some point in the nearer future. Oh yeah, I mean we did ask Mark Weber. Well, you of, know, course, of course we asked about that. How could we not? Because the possibility, uh, since we know Takara kind of remolded Devastator and gave some of the figures more articulation, if we would see that mold brought into the U.S. and it sounded like he couldn't speak about it other than say like. You know, he thinks that that's a possibility that yeah. they would look into if we because were going to get remember, another mold. Because remember, Mark Weber is on the G.I. Joe team now. Yeah. He's not directly involved in what Transformers is doing from this point forward. But he he did have his hands on the development of all the stuff we're seeing right now because that was before he transitioned departments to revitalize G.I. Joe. Um, you know, he understands the internal processes that go on still. He understands all of that where he can comment in general but yeah um you know nothing should be taken as like an this endorsement is happen. yeah it shouldn't yeah. be taken as an endorsement of the concepts that we put to him just yeah it's a credible thing that could potentially happen given what is out there right i mean remember we were thinking that possibly we would get a metro titan out of that metro plus mm, yeah. character and that never happened other people I, i'd still like one by the way 
Same. Uh, other people in the past, when Metroplex was newer, did suggest, you know, okay, Fortress Maximus now. It's the right size. Not the right anything else, but it's the right size. <laughs> um, no, but it looks like, you know, given the name uh, Titan Wars, it looks like we could be seeing the Titan price point maybe expand a little bit more than it is right now. It may not be two or three years before we see the next one actually come out. Um, the other interesting thing on this line art is um, what was being hinted at before, mistakenly. Um, Blaster, specifically, but probably also Soundwave, given Buzzsaw. Yeah, and it looks like it possibly has a boombox mode, mm -hmm. but also a, a bass mode. Which makes sense, given that Buzzsaw is a triple changer and has a tank mode. Yeah. And judging on the line art, it's very likely that they're headmasters as well. Or, yeah, that the uh, that the blaster and presumed sound wave would be headmasters from what we saw. Also, Fortress Maximus was shown with a Cerebros and a Spike attached to it. Which, which is really odd when you think about it, because Metroplex did not have... A huge head. A huge head, so that would... It will now! <laughs> no, think about the size of um, Brainstorm's head, mm -hmm. you know, and then make a little bit bigger one on top of that. I mean, you could make it work. Cerebros would be kind of small. You'd have something the size of Brainstorm's head, and that would plug into a socket on the Fort Max body. That's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, it can, it can work the way it did before. It, it's not going to be exactly the same. It's not going to be the same scales, but... You know, the possibility is still there. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's interesting that the uh, blaster has what looks like a base mode because, you know, this turns it into, like, a play set just as much as it is anything else if all the cassette-based characters have these tank and, you know, tertiary vehicle modes in addition to the, you know, square box, not cassette modes. So, you know, they're, they're developing an interesting system just with that alone. Then there's the mystery thing that looks kind of like an Astro Train with an Optimus Prime head, and yeah. I have no idea what to make of that. That's a little confusing. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it's clearly an Optimus, an Optimus Prime head in, in the line art, so, but it looks an awful lot like a space shuttle. Oh, it's definitely a space shuttle. Yeah. It's definitely... It definitely looks like Asher Train. Whether it's going to be Asher Train, because it depends what heads on it. It's a Prime Train. <laughs> well, they did that in Transformers Go, but they did it different. That turned into a dragon, also. Yeah. That was kind of weird. I don't know why Kilby wants one. Well, I do. I do know why Kilby wants one of those because it's weird. And I don't know, even though they're calling it Titan Wars, if all of these would be a Titan class figure. I don't know. I don't think no, so. No, no, like. No, no, no. Based on okay, so we saw we saw Buzzsaw in the case, so we know what size that is. Based yeah. on that, I would say that Blaster and Soundwave would be leader toys, which I've been theorizing anyway, just based on these cassette characters or legends, and to accommodate them that way, they would need to be about leader size, like Megatron or Ultra Magnus. Now, I kind of disagree in the fact that I think it would need to be bigger than leader. But maybe not as big as a Titan. Could we possibly get a new class? Since Titan went over well, they're saying like maybe we'll give we'll put another Titan out there, but we're gonna add another class. Maybe it's gonna be a a seventy dollar price point or something. It's certainly to that possible. Effect. I think what might be more likely is that the Titan size class would be reduced so it could be cheaper but still be something greater than a leader class toy, but also allow them to do more than one a year. Um, now, I don't, I still don't think that that would be what Soundwave and Blaster fall into. What you have to think about with those is that, um, you know, think about the size Megatron is, think about the size that Buzzsaw is. It's about the same size as Megatron's chest, but Megatron's chest, is the torso is all solid. If it has a compartment inside to accommodate a cassette, that's plastic mass that's being diverted elsewhere. The, the torso can be a little bit bigger as a result of that and have the space to accommodate. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. I'm yeah. just kind of that, that's even if throwing ideas that's, out that's there. That's assuming, yeah. assuming that the cassette characters are going to interact in the traditional way with the figures. Right. I still think it needs to be a little bit bigger, but 
they obviously, you know, sometimes in their design, they prove us wrong. Oh, yeah. And it's really interesting when they do. Yeah. I, I love when they do that just because I learn something new when they do that. And I like learning new things about how these things are designed. Yeah. Um, okay, so I just want to touch quickly on the Robots in Disguise stuff if we've covered all of the generations. Well, okay, so one last thing on Titan Wars. Basically, what we were talking about on the last couple of RFC episodes, uh, especially when we did the um, RFC Extra on Friday night, I believe, talking about Tokyo Toy Show, we covered a few BotCon topics, including the first hint of Titan Wars. And yeah, it looks very much like this is going to be an SDCC reveal. And just like we saw the Superion silhouette at the BotCon panel last year as the hint without saying it and the Optimus Prime toy and everything else, this is the hint we're getting without them actually acknowledging that this is anything. And a lot of people went and asked them, you know, what's Titan Wars and got... I don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely yeah, not, nothing. Not even denials, just, uh, you know, complete um, complete disavowment. So, yeah, I think come SDCC in a few weeks, we're going to get a really big reveal. Um Certainly no pun intended on that, but... <laughs> <laughs> a Titanic reveal, if you if you will. Uh, wait, I want to say, if they're doing Titan-class figures, and we're talking about molds that haven't been done for a couple years, maybe we can get another Unicron? Anything's possible, Dicast. It's possible. That would be the scale to do it in. I yeah. mean, there's only so many figures you can make into Titans yeah. before you have to start making new ones. You know, going back to your theory on the new price point... I mean, there are price point names from the past that have gone into disuse that could still bridge the gap between Leader and Titan. Uh, there's the Supreme price point, which had only a few toys in it, but would certainly be able to fit that bill in terms of in terms of naming structure. Like our, the naming structure for the price points we have makes no sense as it is. Like Deluxe is fine because uh, Deluxe is fine from when it was originated because below that was basic. So you go from basic to deluxe figure, then you had mega and ultra. That kind of made sense. That progression had some logic to it. Then as you went along, it started getting kind of messed up. Cybertron introduced us to the Voyager thing, which at the time made sense because of the interplanetary expedition angle. But Voyager has persisted to this day, even though it's nonsense. Yeah. So we still have Voyagers. We've had ultras for a while. Leader class made sense until they stopped putting leader characters in exclusively. <laughs> and then, then it kinda <laughs> then it kinda, you know, went off the yeah, rails. Na na nowadays we get leader class Thundercracker. I <laughs> whatever. Um Yeah, so like for as much internal logic as there is in price point naming, Supreme could be something they could introduce at a little bit higher price point just to bridge that gap. I still think if they're gonna do something called titan wars they're going to need multiple titans and it might call for reducing that a little bit so i want to just touch on robots in disguise a little bit before we uh call this off especially since we've lost our video and for any youtube version it's going to be like in b-roll at this point yeah the the exciting video of us sitting in our hotel room <laughs> in a semicircle yeah. yeah i think we should just do audio <laughs> <laughs> well i wanted the option available yeah anyway um so there was not actually a lot to see for Robots in Disguise. No. We've seen it all. Well, And I yeah, didn't pay that much attention anyway. Even in leaks. You know, we've Sorry. seen leaks. <laughs> full color leaks and, and prototypes and photos. So. And, this, and like this part of the discussion is not so much about what we saw, but the fact that we didn't see more than we did. Do you think that's... I, I think they just let us see so much ahead of time that we're kind of going to have to wait till maybe... San Diego Comic-Con. We'll, we'll, we'll put it this way. When Hasbro was rearranging their displays to make room for new product, Robots in Disguise got a um, combined... Two shelves. Combined? Yeah, two shelves. Generations got five. Five full shelves. The Robots, like, the robots in Disguise display area is exactly the same size as Generations, but each, <clears throat> each section had about half of a shelf's worth of space cleared for the new reveals. Uh, totaling up to two full shelves of space. Generations had whole swaths cleared and condensed down so that there was room for all the new stuff they were going to add. But 
you have to remember BotCon is more for Transformers fans who are going to be interested, for the most part, more in the Generations line. And San Diego Comic-Con, that's going to be where there, there's a lot more media there, a lot more people, a lot more kids. And I don't, that's dis- I don't, disagree. Want I don't disagree with you. Yeah, I, don't, I don't disagree at all. The, the reason they, that Generations got so many more reveals is because they were holding the images back to surprise the fans with. Right. And, you know, we've just, we've been getting the information on the, on the robots and disguise stuff. So there wasn't much to surprise us with there. Yeah. I'm just, I don't, by all indications, I don't think there's going to be much at SDCC to show. Like, I think we'll see, Mm. I think we'll see the first sign of a Windblade toy for that line, but there's not a lot else that I think we can really expect to be shown there. And it's just making me wonder, like, what is the direction this line's going to take as it goes forward? Because with the SDCC reveals, we'll be into second year Robots in Disguise stuff. And if there's not much new to be seen there, it makes me wonder, you know... If the show is going to continue? Well, just where the toy line is going to go. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Jet- they got a lot of neat stuff going on with Robots in Disguise. Because they have, you know, the Warriors and we got most of the main characters right now. We need to get a couple more Decepticons. But then they got the, the Minicons and the Deployers, and so there's some interesting ideas in that. The, the, the Generations and Robots in Disguise are kind of different animals anyway, because the Robots in Disguise is really tied to the show, and you can only fit so many characters into the show to get product out of. The Generations line has 30 years worth of stuff to, to call back on, and they can pull out anything at any time to homage. Plus the IDW stuff now, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, which is nice that they finally started acknowledging the comics. <laughs> Even if you're not a comic person, it's you know it's nice. The the outstanding comics. <laughs> They're so good. Okay, guys. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Uh, no. Yeah, I think that that pretty much does it. All right. Well, good extra guys. So. Uh... We will see you on Wednesday for the normal RFC, where I'm sure we will retread many of these topics in discussion again with more people and more chaos. We'll see you next time.